Welcome to Lined Up with Justin Blake. I'm your host, Justin Blake. This is a podcast that was inspired by me believing I was beginning to lose my hair, the impact it had on me. So I wanted to get to know other guys' experience with this and see how they may have been impacted or how their hair has influenced their lives. So here we go. Welcome back, hopefully, <laughs> to Lined Up with Justin Blake. I got my man, the one, the only, the most exotic, deepest, darkest, sexiest voice in comedy, Keith Johnson with me today. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How you doing, man? Man, I'm chilling. You have a big ass table, and I feel like I'm in a like a castle, <laughs> <laughs> sitting way the fuck across the the room from you. He's he's in a two bedroom apartment in Los <laughs> Angeles, right? Now. <laughs> uh, but thanks for making me feel good about this table. Yeah, it's man. Uh, it's mine for at least another seven months. Okay. <laughs> And then we'll see. Um, but yeah, man, it's good to it's good to have you on. Um, outside of my table, how's life treating you? How you feeling? You know what? It's it's fine. It's um, <clears throat> I think I'm not okay, but I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm not okay, but I'm fine. I was literally like, Ooh, <clears throat> this is the most depressing. <laughs> These long pauses, as he didn't even look off into the distance. Just, he looked down, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not okay. With I'm not gonna kill myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still listen. I'm going through it though. If it's if it if it makes you feel any better, mm-hmm. according to Will Smith's trailer for his newest show, at some point he wanted to kill himself. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, that's. So you wouldn't be alone, right? I'm you not know, as in the feeling. Is Will Smith to want to kill myself? I just, I just need if if another pandemic were to hit and everything were on pause, I'd be good. You'd be good. Yeah, I'd be happy. Why? It's funny now. Everybody wants the world to stop again. Yeah. I guess you don't know how good you got it till it's gone. Right. <laughs> Until it gets going. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. Like, wait a minute. Uh, I'm back. I have to do things again. Mm. Um. Speaking of back, we can go to back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, like growing up, what was like your experience with your hair in like um, like middle school? Did like or even younger? Did your parents put like a particular emphasis on you having a certain type of haircut and like right? It was important to them for you to be groomed a certain way. Or okay, so. Um I didn't consciously, well, I, okay, so I'll give you two moments. The earliest moment that I cared about my hair was probably when I was like five. My uncle had a rat tail, and I wanted a rat tail really bad. And I grew <laughs> one out, and I had it, and then he went to college, and he cut it. And immediately when he came back, I noticed, I was like, you know, that was our thing. Yeah, 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 my yeah, yeah. Was like my basically my big brother. So when I saw that he cut it, like, I went up to my mom. I was like, it's gone. <laughs> I got to be like junior. 
and I cut it that day. How long did you let it get? Um, about it was decent. It was, it was a <laughs> solid like five, six inches long. Oh wow! So it get like wet and touch. Yeah, it would touch your lower back. back. Yeah, yeah. Your, your back. Oh upper, wow! Upper back. Um, and then when I had to start caring about my hairs, when so I moved from California, Northern California. And so uh, culturally, I was around everybody. So black, white, Asian. Uh, in Northern California. In Northern California. So was, I lived near Sacramento. Okay. And then I moved to Washington, D.C., which is all black. Mm. And so I didn't have an edge up. So my edge up was like, it was, uh, I don't know who has an edge up like mine, but it naturally like if i were to let my hair grow out it would just oh like, it just like it, it, it it's like that v shape in yeah. the middle where it's the opposite of a widow's peak. yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i walk in and my dad uh would just take me to military barbershops so i would get the so military barbershops is just old asian women cutting hair so like and they they have clippers with vacuums on it so they just like give you a haircut they just cut the hair they don't care what it looks like it's just like the buzz cut, a little bit of hair on the top, no hair on the sides. Oh, so wow. So I had that. And then I went to, uh, I went to DC and like immediately realized like, oh, I have to find a black barbershop immediately. <laughs> I have to. And for the record, what ethnicity? Uh, I'm Korean and black. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> So like naturally my hair is curly and so my mom would like keep it keep the top long so it'd be curly and then the sh- cut the sides but you had like the the um like a Patrick Mahomes type deal going? No, no. Not just, that just long. Just a little just a little, you know, a little like something on the one top. Or two inches on the top and then short on the sides. What's funny is I was just watching the Colin Kaepernick uh video and he went through something very similar to me where uh Colin Kaepernick has a white mom. My mom's Korean, but culturally she's black. But uh, she had to pull up to like the black barbershops and the salons to try to find me the right barber. And mm. it, was, it was just a thing. Like it took so fucking long was- to find a barber <laughs> to give me an edge up, bro. Like just like maybe like three or four months of just missed edge. And you know, black people get their haircut every two weeks in DC. <laughs> You're getting edge ups, or you know, they call it shape ups, every week and a half because they're like oh, five bucks. Oh wow! For a yeah, yeah, yeah. I could not get a shape up for nothing for like six. So I'm going to school, getting obliterated on a daily <laughs> basis. Like, look at Keith's edge up. Look at Keith's shape up. Like, boy, who who gave you a shape up, bro? <laughs> getting lit. And so, and we are relentless, nigga. Yes. There was no <laughs> nonstop. Pushing you to greatness, though, boy. I and sure so, want you found it. <laughs> because of that, I know how to cut hair now. So you did you? So I learned how to cut hair because I needed to learn how to give myself a, a shape up. At what age? I started learning. Uh, doesn't mean I was good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sixth, seventh, eighth, and I think around eleventh grade, I got good at it. So, so. As you guys were trying to find a bar, would you go? Would you go to like? Would you go to the same barbershop twice and pick a different barber? Yeah. So we were looking. So I lived on the military base, and so in DC, there's a military base in Southwest, in Southwest DC, 
right outside of Southwest. It's a hood, like a super hood. So you had options. Yeah, so I had <laughs> options. But, you know, like my dad didn't want my mom going to hood barbershops. Mm. So he'd get off at 6, had to get home at 7. The barbershops are already closed. So I was just in this predicament. Then we'd go to a barbershop on the weekend, and it's packed. So like yeah. I was in this dilemma where I could never get a edge up. So, so when you were getting these bad edge ups, uh-huh. I was telling an Asian woman, cut my edge up like this, do this to the front, go straight down and then curve the side. And they, they're like, yeah, yeah, I know how to do that. I know how to do that. And then <laughs> it would just be like botched every time. So it'd be leaning. It'd be crooked. One side would be back. The other side would be like, but what about when you went to the black barber shops and then they started to give you edge ups? Would it be like. You knew immediately the edge up was bad, or would it, or would it just be the trial and error of like every Monday you would find out yes. if you got a good edge yes. up? I'd have to come back <laughs> every Monday, and then keep in mind I had the 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 edge up like the natural shape up, so or my natural hairline, so my shit would grow back in three days. <laughs> <laughs> so my shit was literally like the day I get it cut. That oh, afternoon, that shit started going back in, though. This is the most hapless damn. <laughs> and so, and this is in, in all of this is happening in your in what six, grade? Six, sixth grade. Oof. In the mid, like my joke, Mesopotamian face at, like <laughs> that was in the crux of getting, like yeah. that's why I'm a comedian. Is sixth, sixth seven, grade? Yes. That. Absolutely. That, this <laughs> moment defined my life. And so, get my hair cut on Saturday. Sunday, my hair starts growing back in. <laughs> Monday, it doesn't look crisp. Because, you know, like, it, like, when you get a haircut, like, the first day, it doesn't look great. The second and third day, yeah, 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 to, yeah. it looks great. Yeah, yeah. You got that five-day yeah. window. So... Second, third day, my shit's grown back in. And then <laughs> Wednesday, it's like I didn't have an edge up at all. And so, and I'm also trying to find what haircut fits me. So, mm. you spoke about Will Smith. So, then I, so we finally found this guy on another Air Force base, Andrews Air Force Base, which is like 45 minutes away. It was this like black barber. He was like real smooth with it. And so, I'll give you. I'll give you more context. Forty-five minutes 40 away. Mi- yes, I had to have my mom take me forty-five minutes away <laughs> to find me the right black barber because not all black barbers could cut mixed people's hair. Like, it's, oh it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my hair grows like one side of my edge up goes back, the other one goes down. So <laughs> <laughs> this Rubik cube uh, so, Yeah. So like. You know, like, most black barbers are just like, yeah, I know. Like, it's just, it's routine. So, yeah, yeah, when you get yeah. a little mixed kid, you're like, oh, I don't I don't know how to cut your hair. Did barbers literally say that to you? Yes. Were they honest? Some barbers was like. It, so, so <laughs> when I got to L.A., the reason why I have my hair long now is because I couldn't find a black barber. So, mm. like, they, so, like, a couple of black barbers were like, just, uh, no, L.A. barbers are trash. They're not good. <laughs> They're not good at all, but they're hot take, hot <laughs> take. <laughs> they're like, yo, go to the Mexican barbers. They'll know how to cut your hair. So then, you know, this is a side point, but I'd have the low fade with the. With the it's uh, funny, too, because I'm thinking about it and I'm like. 
I only kn- know you was longer hair. Like, mm-hmm. I've ne- you, have you had short hair out here? No. I, I had the, the little The afro, curl. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the, the fade on the side briefly. But, like, I had to find that look, and I found it in seventh grade. So sixth grade just passed. <laughs> I didn't find it in sixth grade. <laughs> so, so, so did you find it? Because you're also new to the school. Yes. So was it hard to like, you know, sort of find your tribe, your people, like um, make friends with this like unshapely ass edge up going I, on? Or? I found, yeah, yeah. So I found my, <laughs> it was like my childhood best friend, I found him. Luckily, I found him the first day of school. Like, mm, okay. So I found my tribe the first day, and I actually just like ran into him like maybe a couple months ago. I went to a show in El Paso. He was there. We chopped it up. But uh, oh, nice. Uh, but I found him, and then he introduced me to. Oh, he was already in. Was he? He was. He, in. He, was he was already one of yeah. the guys, so he could yes. kind of. So he, I, I went under his wing immediately. It's <laughs> <laughs> just no questions, no. I was like, yep, I'm in. <laughs> well, was, and he was a black dude. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he had like curly hair similar to mine. And he would, his mom would take him to the hood barber shops. And so, like, he could guide me. But, like, since his mom had, I think she had four kids, she's not taking Oh, it's her. not even enough room in the car. Right, right, right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You I couldn't even ease in on a. <laughs> no. It was just like, hey, I already got a full car full. So, like, just go here. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He would yeah, tell yeah. me what to do. And then uh, I would tell my mom. Okay, we got to go here. But he went to the hella hood uh, barbershop. My mom's like, I'm not going there. So we found this. Oh, he went too deep. Your mind like, listen. Too deep, yeah. <laughs> um, so then we found, like I said, 45 minutes away, we found this guy. And he was like, oh, I know exactly what to do. And he gave me, like, this Will Smith cut. Like, I had, it was long on top. And then he put, like, little curling grease in my hair. Oh, okay, okay. Curls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the fresh shape up. I had the the... Uh, you know how little kids be having sideburns sometimes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes yeah. Down to the, so I had all of that. And uh, he got you clean. And I found it. Yep. I, I fucking found it. I was like, this is my look. And so that was my look when I first got to L.A. Once I, like, you know, grew up. Oh, so you life. kept that look from seventh grade through mm, college so, or? No, no, no. So then... Uh, I just knew that that was one of my looks. Okay, okay. <laughs> so that was the first look. I kept that for a while. And then people started calling me Will Smith in school when I got to 7th and 8th grade. And then, so I cut it. But I also like Mike Bibby, so I cut my hair low. I had the low boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I wanted yeah, yeah. waves. <laughs> so Can you get waves? Like, I feel like I your hair be. is like fine. Like, it's got to be pretty long for you to get waves. Yeah, it has like. to be long. It's like... yeah. It, no, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I yeah. I brush it back. Yeah, yeah, forward. yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh, um, okay. but I would try. That doesn't that, that stop. So me. you, so you would wear like the do rag, get the get the Murray's going. I have Murray's, um, and so like I watched my dad, and he had waves. Um, so I'd like take, he had sporting waves. So I took that, I took the Murray's and I'll take his brush and just like lay my hair down. But it looked like a wig. Like it just, it just that's sucks. so, cause, cause with your hair, it's almost like neither one of your parents knew exactly what right. to do. Right. Cause right. for your dad, he's like, I, I never dealt I with hair like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then my mom didn't know what to do. Cause even 
So my uncle's Korean and black. Uh, the one I had the rat tail. Oh, okay. His hair is different from mine. So, oh. so my mom's sisters, my hair is closer to theirs. But mm. they're girls, so they can only <laughs> tell me what products they use. Right, right, right. Keep, keep dandruff away or something. Yeah, but this was before mixed chicks. This was before <laughs> any conditioner came out. So it was, we was just lost. We were a lost tribe of people. <laughs> Trying to get this boy's head together. Yep. So then in seventh grade, no, in eighth grade, um, and this is where I said the Colin Kaepernick thing kind of influenced me because in, in his joint, he had long hair and he wanted braids like AI. So I grew my hair out and I wanted braids like Allen Iverson. And my dad didn't think it looked professional. He's a mil- black military man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was like, no, I don't want you out here. You know, he didn't want me uh, racially stereotyped or whatever. Profile. Oh, he's trying to protect you. Trying to protect me. But he's also in the military. So he's a little, you know, conservative. So um, I just had a lot like. Oh, so he let you get the fro. I let, he, he just let wouldn't. Me, he wouldn't <laughs> let me get braids. Oh, that's where he drew the line. And so um, I just had long hair for a long time. And he was like, yo, if you get good grades, I'll let you get braids. So that was that was like the trade off. <laughs> so his rule was as long as I could do. As A's as get made, braids. Yeah. A's and B's. <laughs> you get you could like you could talk in class. You could have fun. I don't give a shit. Just get good grades. Be a good citizen. It's like, cool. So I finally got good grades and I got my hair braided. But the lady didn't know how to braid my type of hair. <laughs> so, again, <laughs> it's just like she's like, oh, I've never braided this texture of hair before. So, what was she? Do you uh, remember? Was it just like black a, girl? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So we went to the professional salon and she was just like, I can, but like it's not going to look good. But I think looking back, what it was is she didn't want like. So my mom came in to, to get. Uh, my hair braided so she saw an Asian woman with a, a little Hawaiian kid so I didn't she didn't I don't think she wanted me to have braids oh so my hair is braidable I, so <laughs> the conspiracy <laughs> let me hear it so let me like, hear yeah, it's not gonna look good <laughs> my hair looks great <laughs> like that. that shit I look like Nipsey Hussle nigga <laughs> My hair was actually meant to be braided. Yes, it looks great. <laughs> um, so I just kept an afro for a very long time. Were you hurt when she like, did you feel like she was like breaking news at the time? Did, uh, it, fi- did it feel like shade or did it feel like it was? I didn't take it as shade, but looking back, I think it was. Because mm. my hair was long enough to grip. It was long enough to, you know. Oh, he knows the term. I came in with the Allen Iverson picture, and she's like, no. this yeah, is, I'm not giving that to you. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is too much power. Yeah. She, it, it may not have been a an Asian thing. It may have been a light-skinned thing. It's like, we're not giving this light-skinned nigga too much power. <laughs> yeah. too That's a cheat code. Like, a nah. Monster. Yeah. Uh-uh. Not on my watch. <laughs> I got my own key. Nope. <laughs> so, um, I had long hair until eighth grade. And then, um, so when you, but real quick, when you finally got it braided, I didn't get it braided in that era of my life. Oh, so okay. It, so, so, so she, my life is very she shut it down. She shut it, shut it down. <laughs> but here's where, so I had long hair and then in eighth grade, I ended up getting head from this girl. Uh, <laughs> and the shout out to the eighth grade, shout out to Amber, eighth grade. <laughs> uh, and 
she wrote a note about it. And like, you know how guys would steal girls' notes and read it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the guys stole the notes and started reading it. And she starts crying. The principal grabs the note, reads it. Oh, my gosh, this is crazy. I deny everything. <laughs> and then eventually come clean. Wait a I, minute, wait a minute. So you were in eighth grade, like, I swear she didn't do I it. I've never. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> I got head from her. And um, so she got suspended. So, like, the states. Oh, raped. wow. So she got suspended, and I didn't. And we live in a patriarchy, <laughs> right? And. Uh, so then what ended up happening? Damn. Like, so real bad. quick, real quick. When she got suspended uh-huh. and you had denied her giving you the hit, what did that do to your relationship with her? Um, actually, it didn't It didn't do much. We were still oh, you were cool. still able to finesse it? Yeah, yeah. We were still... She was just like... God, imagine if you would have had braids on top bro. of Bro. Oh, <laughs> so at the time, my friend who took me under his wing, he had braids. That's why I wanted braids. And, um, so basically, so I had to cut my hair because my dad found out I came clean to my dad. I was like, look, I got head and blah, blah. And he's like, well, and he's proud, but I had to punish me. <laughs> well, we're going to have to punish you. But this was his way of getting me back calibrated to the way he wanted me to back be. on the straight and narrow. Yeah. So I cut my hair, had the, the Mike Bibby low cut. And then I just leaned into that until... I moved to Florida, and then 10th grade, I, I grew out my hair again, and then it looked something like this. And so I would get braids all the time. I would get, so that's when I started getting braided. Mm. So I'd get braided, uh, I'd get like box braids, all of that shit, like every week. Would you have like the patterns mm-hmm. and like the, the whole thing? Everything, all the, all the things. So, I, <laughs> uh, so, and so by then, I moved from DC to Tampa. And I would just pay, like, I had a hair braider <laughs> in Spanish class. I'd pay her $20 a week, and then she'd braid my hair. Oh, wow. And I knew how to cut my own. I knew how to do my edge up by then, so I would just give myself an edge up, and then I'd be good to go. So Whoa. I was like, I was good. Um, how long did it take you to get your edge up right? From sixth grade to eighth grade, <laughs> or to sixth grade to tenth grade, tenth grade. So I started giving myself edge ups with the Bic razors, and then my mom finally got me uh, like, like some molds the, the clippers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I started learning how to like do that. So, because this is pre like YouTube tutorials and stuff. Yep. So you were literally just hit the mirror. Yep, hit the mirror. I, I learned how to do the back back of my hair. Boom, because I was just doing the bibby, the Mike Bibby, the all just. Shaving yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then letting it grow out and just keeping my edge up. So I didn't need to cut with the grain or anything. But then when my friends found out I could cut hair, they started asking me. And that's when I learned about, like, you know, like 4A and 4, you know, just that texture of hair of like, oh, you got to cut with the grain, with the waves, so, so on and so forth. Can you still cut? Not as, I think, I think haircuts have gotten significantly better. And I, they're, they're you didn't keep up with the evolution. (laughs) So at one, so in 10th grade, my friend started asking me to cut hair and my homie Jerain asked me, he was the first one. And I like gave him a patch. But after that, I was like, I'm going to get good at this because I'm like a perfectionist. So I got good at that. And then that lasted until college. Where were you charging? Yeah. $5 a head. 
Mm. People would come to my dorm and I'd cut them up. Oh, that's reasonable. And then, um, and then all of a sudden during the summertime, I started getting kids. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Little kids coming to my house. <laughs> Them five dollar cuts, yeah. baby. They like listen. It was like back to school time. I remember I had like six kids. I was like, okay, I gotta stop this. Like this is like. What do you you? Because you, I'm a, you're I'm entrepreneur. That's a business. Yes. <laughs> so so a couple of things happened. I was I pledged fraternity then, and then all the bros would make me give them haircuts. And then I like you. You just had to cut, cut. So you were clean with the cuts, then. Yeah, I was. I was good with the cuts. A couple, a couple of my friends had like, like I couldn't do design parts and shit. A couple of them asked me to do that, but like all my friends would get cut by me. Um, I go play basketball. They like, oh, you cut hair? Yeah, yeah. Hit me. So up. after games, you cutting heads? Cutting heads, like it was, my, it was my walking around money. That was my drug dealing. <laughs> <laughs> People would hit me up, and I'd give them a cut. Did you ever up the price, or did you keep it I at five? I think it was ten, five, ten, and then uh, five for edge of ten. For I kept the low prices and undercut the barbers. So like yeah, more you people come to me, and then they tip me, you know, what they'd pay for the barbers. So it was like boom. So like they were getting good edge up. So like since I knew how to cut with the straight edge because my hair would like regrow every three days, they liked the sharpness of their edge ups, and then. Uh, and it was like, it was like when waves were in, like, it, it, guys come to me with, like, gear length hair. And then I just, like, cut them. They'd have the, like, short waves and, like, the fresh edge up. And then that was it. But now that waves are more complicated and more, like, complex. It's like, I'm not touching that. Like, I'm not <laughs> fucking up your way. Stakes are too high yeah, now. It's, it's like, uh, nah. <laughs> so do you, do you, so you get to college. Uh-huh. And you... Did you still have the braids okay, so, cracking in college, or was that just tenth grade? So this is this is where it gets uh, a little bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I had long hair up until my twelfth grade year, and so then we went to go meet Jeb Bush, <laughs> <laughs> former governor of Florida, Jeb Bush, <laughs> and I had long braid. Like my hair was like to your shoulder braids. Yeah, so like oh, you my had hang time. time was down, Crazy like, long. Did you ever put like beads or anything? Yeah, like I had <laughs> I had put dice in my hair. I, I would wear do-rags to school with the headband over it or like hat. So this is in 2006. I had all the... So this is prime... Shout out to the lady who tried to prevent all of this when you were yes, in seventh grade. <laughs> she absolutely correct. This, I was all in. When I are had, we going to listen to black women, bro? She tried... <laughs> Large collection of Jordans, throwback jersey. Like I had all the jerseys. Like because you were only child too, so yeah, you I'm was going child, crazy. So I had whatever I wanted. Uh, plus I had haircut money. Plus I had a job. So oh wow! Like, all of that money was going to clothes and and wow. I had a car. I was like fifteen with a car. So like I was living. Uh, the no dream. one could compete. Yeah, no you one would, was competing. Yeah, with me. nah, that's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say this to like level where I was so I would hang out with Puerto Rican niggas Puerto Rican niggas was shaving their eyebrows like like trimming them so I had very thin eyebrows <laughs> in 12th grade so I wasn't I wasn't like what you thought I was 
I had some, I was walking around with L's, so I had bad acne and I had like very thin eyebrows. So I wasn't like ultimate yeah, form nigga. Yeah, you definitely needed a car and yes. uh, I, I every Michelin S jersey. I had all the things <laughs> acne, a car, thin eyebrows, no facial hair. So I was just like a round face oh, guy. Oh my God. Super nice. God. <laughs> and so. You're, uh, so much of you is like. Also starting to make sense. Yes. I'm really getting the dive I needed to really. Yes. When you told me about this podcast, I was like, oh, this is a perfect podcast yeah. to let Clarify. Know. Yeah, this is going to be my my pin podcast. Like, you want to yeah. know about me, this is, what, this is what I am, and this is why. <laughs> so, I'm Ultimate Form Tampa Keith. So, I had dropped. So, like, the difference in culture, like, D.C. culturally is heavy in black culture, like just rooted in black culture. Tampa is just like Southern hood niggas, like just like, so there's a, there's a difference in that. There's the, the, cause there's like a country element. There's, yeah. Yeah. That so, countryness is different. So like I had to shake DC off of me and pick up like Tampa, which is like baggy. Like in DC, they dress like literally like you, like, they wear like more fitted jeans, and this is back in the day. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Fitted jeans, they throw on some New Balances or Asics or just something like a weird. little more polished look right. in New a way. Running shoe, and they had like a North Face on, and so like that was the look in DC. And then in Tampa, it's like big, like tall tees. Uh, oh yeah, that's uh, like the Little John era yes. too. Of like, we, yeah, yeah, we yeah. We into that really heavy. The so um, remember the nigga who who killed his family. Uh, and defended himself in court. Did oh, recently. This yeah. more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to high school with him, and he's in my prom picture, and we're all wearing white <laughs> suits. <laughs> and I have my hair braided, and my hang time's down to here. I'll show you. Here, I'll show you a picture. Uh, we might have to find a way to post. We're going to post this with okay. the Instagram. Or um, so, yeah. So. That's crazy. His I mean, hair was his. He had the dreads cracking in his yeah, yeah, murder. He had a low boy back in the day. Um. Was he a wild guy back then? No, he was just, a, he was an athlete. He was real chill. He was actually chill. It's amazing what happens to people when they quit being good at something. Right. Because he was probably like a pretty dog-ass high school athlete. You also have to leave where you're from. Like, if you stay where you're from, you're just going to get caught in stupid shit. Obviously, that shit was already in him, but, like, it, you have to leave where you, you come from or else you're just going to, like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get caught up in the cycle or whatever yeah. they do around there. Yeah. But, uh, so I, I met Jeb Bush. With the hang time. With the hang, long hang time, the, the Puerto Rican eyebrows. <laughs> and at that point, Kanye West was introduced. Like, he had just dropped college dropout. And I wanted to go clean cut, like, pretty boy. So me and my, my friend made a decision. Uh, we were going to go... Kanye West and just wear polos and, and like skinny jeans. Like they weren't even skinny. They were still baggy, but like we we're going to go that route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I met Jeb Bush and I was like, man, I didn't feel professional. I, I leaned in, like I got got by the fucking brainwashing, cut my hair and went professional. To, to meet Jed or after? After. After you met Jed. So you met Jed with what? Like, I, like, uh, I got to get ready for college. So. D- are, are are you meeting Jed with like a throwback Michelin S jersey? No, no, I was in a shirt and tie. Okay, okay. Just, just had the hang time going and was yeah, like, this is a name. Um, and then 
I gotta get, I gotta get ready for college. So I cut my hair off, go back to the Mike Bibby low boy. And then when I in doubt, up. yeah, <laughs> Bibby's the low. Like when you see me in that, it's just like I'm reset. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I law, I shook who I was. I am a new version of myself now. It's literally the NBA character yep. before you design yes. him. Like- I'm back to square one. So yeah, that happened. And then I go to college. And then... Um, Where'd you go to college? Florida State. So I went to college in Florida State. And then freshman year, I had the low boy. What, what, what did you notice? Like, did you notice... The same level of emphasis between like the di- the black diaspora in DC and their focus on hair in general, did that also translate to Tampa where they put the same emphasis on like your edge up being right? No, your bre- not or, really. Not no, really. It, it's, it was still there, but not as driven. Like mm. in DC, it's like shoes and edge up. You have to have those correct. In Tampa, it's you could get away with shit like like I remember going to Tampa and I was like oh they they're they're like bammers there like they don't know how to dress good <laughs> they're wearing like fat form shoes I was yeah. like, oh they don't care. oh they get lug boots in Tampa yeah so I'm like ugh so they don't really know how to dress good um, I never leaned into that like I wasn't never that hard in the Tampa I just stuck with Jordans at that point thank but, God uh, DC got yeah, you yeah here's the picture. Bringing me a photo of uh, him in a future murder. Oh so the my god! You with got the, with the cane is the guy who killed his family. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's how I look when I met Jeff Bush, just and, like a, a black suit. And the Neo Matrix glasses. Yes. Were your ears pierced? Yes, I had I had Jesus <laughs> piece earrings, bro. They were like. They were maybe the size of a pinky tip. They were big <laughs> Jesus piece earrings. I was that nigga, bro. Bro, it's so funny. Because <laughs> I, hear, I hear so many of us criticize how people dress, like especially like younger cats, mm-hmm. dress now. And it's like, bro. We went through it. Terrible. I, I actually like how the new generation dresses because, like, when they when I see their prom pictures, they look cool. I yeah, because it's it's at least a more like fitted. tapered, fitted yeah. look as opposed to just like looking like a laundry basket. You know right. what I mean? Where it's just the loosest, <laughs> bigot. Uh, yeah, it was Ugh. it was bad. And I you would, were you were in the mix for sure. I would, I would wear like if I had like green and white fourteens on. So I, I I actually just brought recently brought them back. I had the green and white and gray 14s. I would wear a gray shirt, a green tall tee, and then a, a size larger white tee over it, so it would be perfectly matched. And then I had a Philadelphia Eagles hat. The panel joint or uh, I don't remember, but it was it was just like, <laughs> yeah. It was just, I remember, like, I had to, like, I was so specific with my outfits, like, just ding, like, I had shoes for, like. Do you do you ever think about, like, how much energy you put into dressing that poorly? Like, when you look back, <laughs> like, um, it used to really matter to me that yeah, I yeah. was dressed, yes, terribly. Yes, I probably, yeah, I was a fortunately dresser. everyone else was, was also yeah, yeah. that way. And I remember I wanted best dress in high school 
And so, like, they... So that just means you were able to afford name brands. Yes. I feel like that's every best dressed in high school is yeah. just well, a kid. I, I didn't win, <laughs> but I stood up when they were like, best dressed, and I got up. I, I was a com- still a comedian. Like the, oh, you the, were self-anointed best dressed. Uh, I got up to to get the award, and the guy behind me won. It was like this white gay dude who would dress. He, in my opinion, he just face <laughs> He he would wear like jean jackets and like just he dressed well. Yeah. Dressed <laughs> he was actually the best dressed he, kid he in the school. It, he had it. <laughs> <laughs> you can still see I'm still salty over this. I see. <laughs> I was like, he ain't even happy. You yet. won't even <laughs> give him the W, bro. He won. I, this is the first time I've ever given him the W. <laughs> Can, can we get a name? Do we uh, remember his name? I forget his name. Like, he was just the new kid from school. I he, saw it in his eyes. He remembers your name. If you were <laughs> I'm never going to. I don't even remember. I blocked it out. <laughs> it's like that Chappelle story. He's like, you know who, got, who won Apollo over me? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. He knows. Uh, just like I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> never tell. Um, so, okay. So then one other thing. Uh, before I grew my hair out, I found one other look. It was so, uh, <laughs> and this was like the fresh. It was basically like the little afro with the the cut tapered side. Tapered side, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. But this was new back in the day, and the, and the barber was like, "Hey man, um, let me let me try something." This was new haircut he wanted to try, <laughs> and it was, he was like, "I'm calling it an eight to five. So like. Or what is it? it was like a nine to five, so like he uses the a nine guard all the way down to taper it down, basically. Mm. And, he, and so he did it, and I had like a little afro, and it was curly. And I was like, oh, this is a look, but yeah. it's hard to maintain back then. So then, fast forward, I cut my hair back to the Bibby freshman and sophomore year, and then I pledge. You have to cut your hair when you pledge, so like I was good. And then I grew my hair out back to the the little curly, you know, the John Legend. And then, uh, <laughs> so then that was me most of my college career. So, so did you, um, in terms of like girls growing uh-huh. up, did, did girls like influence the way you did your hair ever? Or did they like, did you find that they liked it a certain way? You did a little better or yeah. were you just not really in the mix? Um, well, I, no, you got head in eighth grade. Yeah, I, I w- it wasn't off of, it was just off of being me, like a little boisterous running around, kid running around making fun of people. Like I was, mm. I was, uh, I was group text Keith <laughs> for a very long time, which is like the worst version of me. Yeah, that for, I was in a group text with Keith <laughs> years ago when he was a psychopath mm-hmm. um, and he would, uh. You would just wake up to like your rating in LA via <laughs> Keith's assessment Here's of, what you. I think of you. <laughs> yeah, just and this it would be you it, need to do better. It would be everybody in the group text from like one to eight and where we ranked <laughs> that week. <according laughs> that week, to yeah, according to Keith, yeah, <laughs> Corporal Keith over here. <laughs> here's, here's what I saw at open mics and assessed. Um, so yeah, so women. Did women influence my hair? You know, I didn't start. I don't think I really found my look until I moved to San Diego. So after so college, after college, after college, I started finding my look. So I went through my Kappa stage, which is like pretty boy dressing up and shit. 
and I had like the, the cute hair, the curly hair and shit. And and then um I grew it out after college and that was my rebellion stage into comedy and then I cut it and then I had uh what's now called the fuckboy haircut. So I had the the long on top, I had it was parted with the fade on the side. <laughs> it, it was a good look. It was a good look, man. That was influence. That that's when I started getting. So how did you how did you come into that look though? Um, like was again, my uncle. So okay, so I lived with my uncle in San Diego, the one with the rat tail. So that's uh, why I moved okay. to San Diego. So after I graduated school in Tallahassee, I had two options: either go back to D.C. But if I went back to D.C., I would have to join, like become like a government, like a. A gover- take a government job, basically. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Or I could move to San Diego and do comedy. So like, mm. my parents were like, okay, where do you want to move? Do you want to move here? You, <laughs> you, got two, you got two options. Yeah, brother. quote, quote, unquote, <laughs> you can do comedy. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to stay in Tallahassee. So I stayed in Tallahassee for a year to figure it out, to wait. And then my uncle was like, bro, just pull up here. Like, you could do comedy. Like, figure it out until you do. No, you're good. So I went there, and then um, there's no black barbers. I was like, "Where do you go get your haircut?" He's like, "Oh, come, come with me." He took me to an Asian dude. I was gonna ask you, if, if, okay. And then the Asian dude just gave me the same. I was like, "Ah," I was like, I- "I'll just do long on top, short on the sides." And then my uncle's like, "You gotta start parting your hair. Like this is this is the look." <laughs> and I was like, "All right." And uh, how much older is your uncle? He's, I think he he's. Like twenty years, no, years? like twelve years older than me. Okay, okay, yeah, so yeah, he's, yeah. he's older, but not that much older. Um, so he was, I think he was like thirty six, thirty seven. I was gonna say, yeah, he still had a clue. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so I started doing that, and that's when, like, I found how I'm supposed to look, my weight, how I'm supposed to dress, like everything started like blending. Mm. And uh, so I'll, I'll give you a picture of that too, because. That was, uh, so how long were you in San Diego? I was there for a year and a half. Were you commuting from San Diego to LA? I did that once or twice. But mostly, okay. But like I was in San Diego. Because when I met you, Mm -hmm. you were wearing like, you would always wear loafers. Yep. That was like post Kappa. Pretty boy, but laid down like yeah, laid yeah, back, yeah. not all the way dressed up. And then I had the the the, the cut, and then um. But I don't remember you having a part. It was like more of like a mini fro with like the taper. Yeah, so I'd go back. Yeah. And forth. So then I went through the same issue of finding a barber in L.A. that I did in D.C. No black barbers knew how to cut my hair, or like the good black barbers are busy. And so I had to start going to white boys and Mexicans to cut my hair. And you never at any point was like, maybe I should try a Korean barber. No, Korean people don't know how to cut my hair. I, I mean, but I went to Asian barbers. And so like I had PTSD with Asian barbers. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, they don't, they're like, yeah, it's not good. Give me another hot take, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Black barbers. Uh, Mexican barbers are one and two in my books. So like, okay, if I okay. need to find somebody, it's one and two. And then a third would be like the the white boys that are like cool, if that makes sense. So like now, <laughs> so now the fuck boy haircut is in. So like I was doing that before. 
Oh, so, oh ahead of the curve. Yeah, I'm always ahead of the curve because <laughs> I have to be. I'm trying to find this other picture of me, but uh, Keith. Is <laughs> I don't know if I can, but yeah. Yeah, Keith is Keith is Keith is from the future, ladies and gentlemen. This yeah. is this is where I found the look. Oh yeah 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 yeah. The way you describe it, though, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to post another picture. Keith Keith is gonna be the first picture. Yeah, we need you're gonna need pictures to follow this journey. Right. Keith is gonna provide those for us. What he's talking about is like the 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 real estate here where the part is actually on the side uh-huh. and you like comb. Yeah, the comb you, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. The part has to be on the left because left means it's powerful. Right means you're like a latent homosexual or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real thing. If you look at presidents, all of the presidents or most of them are, they have parts on the left, even if their hair is naturally parted on the right. And if they thing. and if they don't, were they were uh, they dog whistling? Is that a dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a dog whistle to be a late homosexual or weaker as a man. So I, I have a naturally parted hair on the right. <laughs> and my uncle said, "No, you have to switch to the other side." Shout out to you for fighting it, though. Right? <laughs> you gotta bury that shit, and tuck it in, boy. As a military man, boy, you can stick it no, down for you. <laughs> he said, naturally, it parts on the right side perfectly. It's literally. That should be looking perfect, bro. It's a straight line on the right, but on the left, I have to make it. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So then, I guess this is the last part of my hair journey. Um, it was, I started growing my hair out again. And it was like, so like in eighth grade, I grew my hair out and then I cut it, reset. And then in high school, I did it. And then, and then like maybe four years into comedy, I grew my hair out again. So like every four years, I grow my hair out. <laughs> and, um, and so then I remember hearing Brody read on stage. And this is such like a classic observation. He said, Ever since Trump got in office, all my niggas started growing their hair out. He said niggas? Yeah. It was a hard... It didn't (laughs) (laughs) But it was such a keen observation because at the time, all of us were growing our hair out and Trump just got into office. And I think the reason why is Obama had set a new level of respectability politics of how we're supposed to look. And how we're supposed to be presented as black men. He was he was clean cut, like well spoken, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like cool, like like, and everyone was supposed to fit in that bucket, but not all of us did. Do you think? So do you think we subconsciously rebelled? Put ourselves. No, I'm saying when when Obama yes. became president, you think it was like a subconscious thing of like looking. We should look more refined because it was never like stated. Right. Uh, I mean, he was the, the most powerful black man at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had the low cut. It was he was clean cut. So like, I think everyone just naturally followed suit. So I think that that subconsciously guided everybody into one box of like, this is how we're supposed to look. This is how we're supposed to be. And I think I subconsciously went that route too. But I had the 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 nice look, but I was a crazy person. <laughs> so that didn't go together, right? Yeah. 
So. Wait, did, did you? Because you used to even like you were clean shaven at one point too, weren't you? No, it's just my beard didn't grow in. So like I had the the thin beard, like just the like the the chin strap. Yeah, or the chin strap okay, beard. okay. But it was just because it couldn't like grow long. Ah, so just recently, like I it started starting like, to come in on the cheeks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then I started growing my hair out, and then like that's when I went through my last transition of like Keith Soul to Keith Johnson. I finally became myself. That's why I met Keith Soul. Yeah, you met Keith Soul. Can you give the origins of this name for stand up? Yeah, so like I was, I started comedy as Keith Johnson. And then when I went to LA, I remember going to the comedy store and like sitting in the main room and watching like comics. What's funny is like they were just like mid level niggas. And I was like, Owen, Owen, um, with Smith and like (laughs) (laughs) Greg Fitzsimmons. It wasn't even, they weren't even that big. It Keith has like, always been ahead of the curve, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It wasn't like I was like watching like Chappelle, yeah, yeah. like, it was like mid-level niggas on a Thursday night on at the comedy store. To but it was so intimidating to me because I would like see a comic get off stage and then half the room would leave. And so I was like, I'm gonna need something to hook people. Uh, I'm gonna need like a stage name and a, a persona, and like I'm gonna have to have an identity. So I was I. Was, I loved, like, Frank Ocean and, like, that, like, just Frank, like, almost like Frank Sinatra and then um, Ocean was just, like, just this embodied name, like a made-up name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, man, like, Keith Soul, Keith, S-E-O-U-L. I'm Korean. It sounds black. It, it, it fits. And at the time, I knew I was bad at comedy, so I was like, it just lets me dump all my bad comedy into this vehicle, and then when I'm done with it, it had just like, I'll drive it off a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did that for like my first four years. And I was like, okay. So once I started finding it, like once I found like my, my jokes, like Mesopotamian nigga from the future, this all. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, I'm ready to make the transition. And then at uh, Mike's giving, which we were at, which is like a friend's giving at one of our friend's house. Uh, I think it was like, y'all were like, when are you going to switch to Keith Johnson? And I was like, I'll do it right now. I think that was that was the um, that was the adult version of you learning that your when you learned how your hairline yes was fucked up when you got to DC uh-huh. was that friend intervention with the Keith Soul yeah. name where we it was like Keith yes it's time <laughs> but I had already known it was time and I've been like because like I'd feel guilty walking around and like is Keith Soul your real name oh yeah you know. Or I'd be like, no, it's really a stage name. And so I was like, I need to be 100% myself. So You know what's so funny, though, is when I met you, I just associated the name with your voice. Mm -hmm. I didn't even think of, like, Soul Korea. Right. And that's what, that was the the play on words. It's, that was my first good joke, was Keith Soul. (laughs) Looks Korean, sounds black, which is me. So... Uh, I would once I dumped that identity, I was like, "All right, I'm ready just to be." And then I, I, I would like think back of like what was like my ultimate form self. And even though that picture was like, that's like GQ Keith, I felt like I was most powerful when my hair was long. Like that's when I had it in twelfth grade. Like my hair was long in twelfth grade when I started 
like my first open mic, I had a little afro in in uh, eighth grade when I got hair for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my hair was long, and I was like, okay, having long hair is symbolic to me of like being powerful. So I started growing my hair out. And then that's when thing. So I became myself, started growing my hair out, and then that's when everything started to shift towards success. I guess you could say. Like I, I got on TV. I did this. I did that. I started finding my look, and here I am. With hair to your shoulders or yeah. past your shoulders. Yeah, it's a little longer than that. If I were to, I can't get braided up in LA because braids are fucking two hundred dollars. <laughs> like, I went from twenty dollar get whatever braid you want to two hundred dollars for four straight backs. It's like it's not worth it to me anymore. Yeah, no, so, that's but crazy. also I don't want to be thirty plus with braids. It's like, you know. yeah, you're not Allen Iverson. No. <laughs> so so now that you have the fuller hair and you've come into your your true persona with the longer hair. Mm-hmm. Do you 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 now feel like you're moving as your most authentic self? Yeah, is is I'm as close. I don't think I'm there yet. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that's just the journey of life. Right. Um, I'll have glimpses into that, and I'm like, okay, this is, this is I like that feeling, so I'm chasing that feeling. But I'm I'm the closest I've been, and I think there will be. One more transition into because I'm gonna have to cut my hair eventually. Like I don't <laughs> want to be the the Floyd Mayweather's dad with like yeah. the <laughs> shit. Uh, but I'm hanging on. I got like a ponytail and it's like so. I'm gonna cut it back to. I'm gonna go back to GQ Keith, and then uh, that's when once I pop that that'd be that transition. Okay. And then, okay. And then you just gonna you gonna pop and then just switch it up. Yeah, I'm going to pop, because you got it, so I'm going to pop, drop something, disappear, come back as GQ Keith, and then I'm going to ride out into the sunset as that. So Okay, that's I'm loving goal. this. Right. I'm loving it's this. It's already written. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm to I'm want to be in, like, uh, not that I can't be in movies, like, with this hair. It's like, it works. Have you, have you, are you doing, like, auditions and stuff now mm-hmm. for things? So, do you feel like a... Um, like a like a pressure to maybe even cut it sooner to fit certain roles, or are you like, listen, if I'm gonna be a lawyer in your thing, I'm gonna be a lawyer with long hair. Um, see, I haven't thought about that yet. Um, no, because I I think and I and I've I've watched a couple of my friends. I have a friend who has locks, and he's battled with cutting it, but he kept it. With the sacrifice of his acting career. Oh, is he no longer acting? I mean, I, it may have been him. I don't think it's his, it's just solely hair. It's just a beautiful excuse to be like, they don't want a yeah. real brother on the screen. Right. But they didn't accept, <laughs> but it was true. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I've witnessed him. Was he, is he a good actor? He's fine. You met him. You met Todd, right? Oh you, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, but like, I, I didn't know he was an actor. Deal with, you know, just straight up blatant racism. Like I remember, I hired him uh, to work with me at Verizon, and my manager was like, "I don't want like." He's like, "Look, if I hire Todd, uh, th- your store's gonna be too black." And I was like, "Todd's <laughs> the most." He straight up said it to me, and I was like, "Just say it, bro." Like, th- th- like he's like, "Your show, your your store's gonna be too black," and Todd has dreads. He's gonna intimidate people. I was like. 
Todd's the most like bro. Todd and intimidating do not belong. No, in he's the, the most charismatic. Like yeah, he's he's a nice guy. There's right. nothing remotely. and the most educated. I was like, he's he he's the most. He has a fucking master's degree. I was like, so, and then it just got deaded immediately. But like, uh, he would get casted as certain things. Um, so, but here's what I noticed: after Trump, everyone grew their hair out. It, it just became normal. So, like, there are technically lawyers with long hair. Would I play a lawyer? I would want to, because you know, I want I wanted to be a lawyer at one point, but. Um, I figured I'd save those roles back when GQ, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But as of now, the characters that I want to play, having long hair helps. Because I could just, you know, tie yeah. it back if I want to look more professional, quote-unquote. Right, or right. Or wear it down if I'm trying to be cute, Keith. You know what I mean? So, like, I could play that range that I want to right now. So, so then... um in terms of like you haven't felt the pressure from the industry, mm-hmm. but I'm also <laughs> no no industry fucks with me. <laughs> I don't know what I there. <laughs> I was watching something that there was uh, there someone said uh, they're playing the character where they were um, an agent. He was like, "I'm a hip pocket you because I don't believe you're talented enough." And I was like, ooh, I've been hip-pocketed before. Am I not talented? So I'm like battling. That's why I said in the beginning, like, I'm not okay. But I'm, <laughs> I'm dealing with, like, bro, am I not it? <laughs> That's what I'm dealing with right now. It's like, am I just not it, bro? So, so where do you think, what, what do you think has you battling that? Imposter syndrome. Okay. Yeah. Me being, I think it's me uh, not feeling like I'm good enough or not feeling like that I have a set place because I don't fit into any bucket, but I'm going to have to make my own. And then, as you know, making your own shit is so annoying. Especially (laughs) when you see niggas getting their own shit and access to things. And you're like, bro, niggas studios. And engineers, so they don't have to do both. Oh, yeah. So, like, I'm having to make, create all my shit, but also create the lane and then also fit the identity. And then I'm seeing people find their lane and just do one thing. And I'm like, I'm kind of more than one thing. So I'm, I'm trying to, like, compact everything and just become one thing. But I don't know what that is. So that's where I'm at. Mm, it's trying to find out, trying to figure out like the best way to translate. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and To a market that just hasn't seen it. Right. So I'm creating that market. And like there's, there's mixed people who do it right. There's, there's a wrong way. And I think like, for example, like Tiger Woods leaned white. Didn't really lean into black culture. He did it the wrong way. I think uh, Naomi Osaka is doing it right, but she's also in her head. She's like getting to the big game and just getting imposter syndrome to the point. She's like, I'm not mentally well. I need to step back. So I understand her at that level because I'm dealing with that at lower levels. So like, that's where it is. Do you feel, do you feel like pressure to uphold your idea of a black identity or do you feel like I'm just going to be Keith and I'll let the world figure out how to label that? Uh, when, when I let the world 
label it, they label me black. Okay. And I'm principled and black. Like in real nigga principles, I'm dogmatic to a lot of those ideas. A lot of mixed people are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's all we got, bro. That's all we fucking have, bro. <laughs> and so I'm releasing those ideas and then also trying to find this this balance of like what is like I think it's like real nigga principles and like a, a focus with Zen, like with the walk of Zen, what's funny is you're very, you're that. <laughs> like you're, you're just like a real nigga who's monk-like. Like, like that's, I'm finding that. Like oh, that wow. I think that's like, that's what I'm trying to embody. I, I, I don't think you that. meditate, but your house feels <laughs> like you do. <laughs> there's, there's nothing on the walls. You know, you, it looks great. You know how, uh, you know how you, um, when you were in um, middle school and high school and you bought all the like shit you thought you should have to represent the lifestyle, mm -hmm. welcome to my version. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I may look zen, but I'm, you know. And that's, and, and <laughs> I, I mean, I think we're both similar. We're, we're in very similar situations where we're learning that it's on us. And, oh, 100%. And, our laid back approach is just the facade and underneath that is like in anxiety and, and anger and frustration and <laughs> let down and disappointment and all these fucking oh, feelings. Yeah. And we're now like But I, I think I think what I've kind of grounded myself in to help myself with those feelings mm -hmm. is me viewing them through a lens of what I should have is just my ego because ultimately I've never done any of this shit before. Right. So how could I be entitled to a certain result as right. someone, you know, and then once you actually get to see how it works and it, and I think there's like this, I call it like, it's like it childlike when you're like, well, this isn't based off of like who's good in their talent. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, because this is a business and right. a business works off of selling products right. and products can be sold not based off of the quality of the product, but based shit, the packaging, right. the price point. Like there's all these yeah. other factors that have nothing to do mm -hmm. with. So it's like, you know, depending on what you're trying to create, you can get caught up looking at the profits of McDonald's, but it's like, are you trying to be a Michelin chef? Right. Or are you trying to be McDonald's? Exactly. exactly. So it's like understanding that is a daily battle. In it's terms it's of, a battle. Yeah. Oh, bro. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, fucking, <laughs> it's so much. Yeah. It's a battle where you have to fight to get back to zero. I think that like that's where I'm trying to get back to is like and I think that's what I'm searching for with my hair because like I think back of like what I had in college when I grew out my hair like when I first started comedy I was like I didn't care about being good at stand up I just cared about being funny yeah, and yeah, being yeah. myself and I lost that along the way or I think Bill Burr said that uh, where he says as a comedian it takes you 10 years to be the person who got on the stage the first time you ever did it yes and it's like you know 
I think a big part of like why it's so much more um, frustrating and annoying for us is, you know, we now live in a world of every human being's highlights. Mm -hmm. And then we see like certain things that like people we knew who got things, but there was so much more behind it than just, you know, they got it off of being the, the most qualified candidate exactly yeah so it's just like it they're coming back to neutral and just understanding that like the only way i'm going to be able to run my win this race is if i run it at my pace right run it at your pace run it the style you want to wear like run it at and wear what you want to wear yeah and i think i think you coming back to a place of like where you're like my most empowered version of myself was when my hair was the longest and it signifies in a way like doing what I want Mm -hmm. because, you know, even with your parents for a while, it was like, you can't do this. And then, you know, a black woman tried to prevent a lot of heartache and embarrassing photos, by. (laughs) (laughs) she tried to stop me. (laughs) But, but, uh, you know, getting, getting back to that place. So to like, to see, where you're at now and to know that like part of you having like your hair the way it is, mm-hmm. is this empowering thing. It's like, it's cool to like have her. Um, so I appreciate you sharing that. It may, it, I make a lot more sense, right? Yeah. And, and how, here's the question. How do I get that on stage? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other than maybe just this, but, 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 but that's also, that's also like, uh, something, I, w- I, I went through where it was like these ideas I'm trying to express, how do I express them, uh-huh. right? Because so it's like that's the reason I started to do like sketches and things mm-hmm. because a sketch can bring more context right. than a joke because with the joke, you're now relying on an individual's imagination. Yeah, yeah. It, there's just too much gray right. area. So it's like to just add that extra layer of context to mm-hmm. something you're trying to say. So it's like doing these sketches has been helpful for me. Yeah. And it, you know, it could lead me back to stand up, which is, you know, could happen. Right. But I think not being locked in to solely thinking it has to be through stand up was, at least for me, one of the more freeing moments in my career well this is breaking away from you know this is why i say you're monk like because that's like the law of detachment it's like if you want something you let it go and you it'll come back in in ways that you don't imagine (laughs) and like you're finding it by letting go you're like i don't care i don't i don't give a fuck anymore i'm just gonna do what i like and that's what you've been doing literally like (laughs) like, there are people even me finding the correct theme to a podcast boom like immediately when you found like said your theme i was like that's it boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> immediately you're like i have this idea i was like that's it boom boom so you're finding your notes through like detachment i'm like that's a real nigga who has monk like like <laughs> like a, a zenith to them so it's like yeah, yeah that's what it is man nah that's dope man i appreciate you uh telling me that that'll uh That'll help me get through today. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not okay, but I'm fine. I'm telling you. That's actually, uh, when when the special does drop, 
there it is. Yep. <laughs> I'm not okay, but I'm fine, baby. I got here. Um, so we always end the podcast with uh, a couple questions. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one being, what's more important? Having the right haircut or the right outfit? Ooh. See, I, I think now it's the right outfit. Um, mm. At a certain point, it was haircuts, but like we're embracing more naturalness, you know, culturally. So it's like it's cool if you see someone scruffy. Like I, we saw Jack recently. I don't know if you saw the Lakers game, but he was courtside. He had like a scruffy beard. And I was like, I like that look. It's, oh wow! It looked worker, working man. And I was like, <laughs> That's a natural look that I like. We're um, now we're now out here in Hollywood appropriating. Uh, worker facial hair yes. at this point. What right, it, right. it was work wear with the clothing <laughs> and everything. So the right outfit is more important right okay. at this particular moment. Okay. So then, um, so is it because at the moment it's more important for you or for you if you just had to pick um, based off of what you prefer for yourself? See, if, if I'm scruffy, I'm okay with that, but if I have the wrong outfit, I'll drive away and then come back and change. <laughs> like I've done that before. I'm like, I don't feel right. Let me go change into mm. like what I really want to like. That's something more suitable for me right now. Okay. So wearing the right outfit is more pertinent to how you feel in this particular moment. Got you. So. Okay, and then um, the next and the last question: If you had to give up. One. Would you give up the hair on your head or your facial hair? You can only Ooh. have one. Uh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> See, it, it, this is this is a trick question because our makeup is our facial hair. So this is like you shave. Like if beards go out of style, a lot uh, of beautiful the, men the, aren't going to be beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a circle face man <laughs> <laughs> with a soft chin and big cheeks. <laughs> I can't lose my facial hair. And I've already accepted the idea of me letting go of my my hair up top. So if I lost my hair up top, I'd just go back to Mike Bibby with the beard. I think that's the that's You could do it. You've been there. You've lived yeah, it. But no, no beard. beard. Like, I don't like how I look when I shave my... Because every once in a while, I'll do a reset on my face. I'll shave my face, and I'll have long hair. And I'm like, I don't like my face. Yeah, It's not a good... I, no. I, I remember... Because uh, you know how when you start shaving sometimes, like, it, it's sort of cathartic to just, like, get rid of the yes. hair, right? Yeah. So, like, there was a time I was... Uh, I was in the, I was in my bathroom when I lived with Jack and I was like shaving and just was like I was like ah fuck it I'll get yeah. I'll, I'll cut it all yeah yeah bro I, I literally so I cut like clean shave it feels good but you until you look in the mirror you're like bro the moment I walked out of the bathroom <laughs> Jack goes I hate your face <laughs> when it's clean shaven like this. And it was like, it was like a moment of, yeah, it was just like, and then I looked, cause also sometimes your, uh, that part of your hair is lighter or your mm-hmm. face is lighter. 
Oh, so yeah, you have this yeah, weird tan on your face uh-huh. too, of like, yeah, some mask. You got like little hair bumps on your. face. Yeah, it's just it's. <laughs> it's not good. No, no, no. It's a mess. But anytime anybody can like pull off the clean shave, you gotta have a. Strong you're showing shave. off. That's that's you yeah. showing out. Yeah, like, that's you coming out with no makeup, no bra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like your titties sit well. You look at your. your you have like, no oh, you eyes. really are a yeah, beautiful you're, person. <laughs> you're gorgeous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you should model. I'm telling you. Oh, man. This was great, Keith. Yeah, man. This is super fun. I appreciate you coming on, man. And um, you may have broken the record for the longest podcast. Hell yeah. Get so, at me. Is there, uh, is there anything you want to promote or anything? Um, Yeah, Good Friends, Bad People. You've been on it. Um, great podcast. It's our podcast. Uh, I do it with my buddy, Luke Schwartz, our buddy. Um, started with as well. Um at Keith Johnson HQ I'm gonna be coming out with projects probably not in the winter I'm cooking up in the winter but uh yeah probably in like we're gonna post your IG too so okay. people yeah, be able yeah. to that's it stay in touch yeah, perfect yeah. well appreciate you my man and uh till next time deserve